Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the football pandemic. We're now post-Super Bowl. We are into free agency. Transition tags and franchise tags are started. We're going to talk about all that and more here today. Stick around. All right, guys. Well, this is kind of the crazy time of football year where nobody knows exactly what's happening, but there's a lot of rumors. There's a lot of speculation. Uh, what's going to happen in the draft? Who's going to get traded where? What's going to happen with transition tags? Transition tags just opened. I mean, uh, transition franchise and transition tags just opened yesterday. Uh, could happen. As far as I know, none have happened yet. Uh, you guys might correct me on that here in a moment, but uh, there's a lot of speculation about who will be. Uh, and so this is the grab bag of an episode. What's happening in the NFL? And we're going to start with just a tiny bit of recap for this guy's team. Um, we have had the great trade of Mr. Carson Wentz to the Colts. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I've been uh, talking with my brother-in-law, who is a Chicago Bears fan, and he and I have been hoping secretly that the other team would get Carson Wentz. Both of us saying, no, you take him. No, you take him. No, you take him. Really? I'm okay with that. It looks like Indy was the the clear winner, uh, as the case turns out, all that uh, smokescreen. Looks like the Bears didn't even offer anything, if I, if I heard correctly. They said they never made a concrete offer. So really, it was just the Colts and the, the Eagles trying to like pump up a little uh, drama by saying other teams are interested, oh, the Bears are in. As it turns out, Carson Wentz, as everybody knows, went for a third-round pick this year and a second-round pick next year that can become a first-round pick if 70% of the snaps are played and they go to the playoffs or 75% of snaps are played and they don't go to the playoffs. So that's the compensation. Uh, the nice thing about this is it's not terrible. It was no Matt Stafford package by far, which uh, I didn't think they were going to get anyway. Uh, but uh, for a Colts fan, it's still concerning because there is such a thing as opportunity cost, right? So now because we have this guy, because we, and now uh, I was starting to say before this podcast started that we have him for about 25000 a year. 25000 <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? $25 million a year. Uh, and uh, $25 million a year for a quarterback, if he's good, is not a big deal. Uh, and we have him for a possible four years, probably looking at guaranteed two, and then we'll see from there. That's not too bad if... And it's the big if that everybody's talking about. If Frank Reich can help bring him back to what he was in 2017, 2018. Okay. If that can happen, there's a good team that's around him. That would be very good. We would be looking, if, if that happens, we look like such winners in this trade. If that doesn't happen, we look like we didn't do the greatest trade in the world. We still don't look like as big losers as the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Who are eating 33, 34 million of his salary this year uh, in dead cap space. Oh, but uh, we are, uh, we are with Mr. Carson Wentz, who will not be wearing number 11, as we've all heard over the last few days. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. keeping that number. And I'm glad. I'm happy for Michael Pittman Jr. to be standing firm and saying, that's my number. Uh, and kind of saying, everybody, hey, I think I'm an important enough person on this team that I'm not just going to be like, okay, here's the number. Let Carson Wentz prove himself, you know, and prove himself with a different number. Uh, I want to go out on a limb and say what his number will be. 18. Well, now, definitely can't be 18. We've already discussed that. That belongs to somebody in the Denver Broncos area, I believe. We, we, we retired it in honor of a Denver Bronco. No, we are going to um, go with the number nine. Okay. Drew Brees number. 
You think that could happen? I mean, we've seen 10s and 12s a lot. Uh, I don't think he'll go for a 10 or a 12. Oh, maybe he'll go for a 10. That was an Eli, Eli Manning number, but I don't know. As far as I know, he's always been 11. I don't know that he has any number. He's like, this is a great number. Why not maybe nine? He'll throw it back and go for like a 20 plus. Nah, Those see, I, back in the 70s, I just don't see that earlier. happening. I don't know that the league would allow that now, would they? No, I don't think they can. Yeah. yeah. I would like to see uh, like a 16 go a Joe Montana kind of route. That still has a little bit of weight to it. It's not quite as high as 18, uh, but it's definitely not a common number that we see around the NFL today. Have we had a lot of sevens? When, Vic was a seven, right? I wanted seven. You want seven? Elway was a seven. Hmm. Jeff Garcia. Yeah, I guess a lot of a lot of those are like past quarterbacks. Taysom Hill's not. Um, Taysom Hill's a seven. I don't think I realize that. I don't watch. <laughs> I don't watch enough of the New Orleans Saints anymore to uh, think about his number. You know, Drew, Drew Brees. But so anyway, the Colts have some some exciting stuff, and of course, we have the same kinds of questions that everybody has. Uh, which free agents are we going to keep? Uh, I would like to see us keep uh, Denico Autry. And most people here, if you're not a Colts fan, you might be like, who? Uh, he's one of our, our, our defensive guys. And uh, I think him and Houston both are free agents this year. And uh, we need to keep, uh, I think, at least one of them. I, I would like to see us keep Danico. Uh, other than that, you know, I want to see us draft a, an edge rusher and a left tackle and uh, maybe a cornerback. Go from there and see what we can do with uh, Reich and Wentz. See if we can make this thing go. But uh, that, that's some of the stuff that's been going on with Colts. And uh, I don't know if you guys had thoughts about that Wentz trade. I know I would definitely have personal ones, but everybody seemed to have an opinion. Yeah, with the Wentz trade, what I've heard is that 2017 was, is really not something that's attainable again, probably. Because when you look at the, what, what he did versus any other time than third down, he wasn't, he wasn't as good as you you saw just from the looking at the stats 20 or in the end yeah, 2017 his third down efficiency was just absolutely skyrocketed above his first and second down totals so that's i think the more realistic expectation for him would be to kind of get back to 2019 where you know this is also a guy who has torn an acl since that that 2017 year so to get back to that 2019 year where he's a guy you can win with he can make plays he can be an above average quarterback is what you want from him but expecting or you know anticipating the ceiling being mvp level quarterback i don't know if he's there yet well we'll see it's gonna be interesting to see him behind an offensive line he was not behind an offensive line really that compares to the colts offensive line last year i mean that that whole team was in shambles really the weapons, I, I would like to see the Colts go out and get yeah. someone, a, a marquee weapon for him to throw to. I mean, mm-hmm. there are some receivers in this draft. This is a good, this is a good free agency market to get, yeah. go get a, a receiver. And yeah, that would be, that would be the biggest key, I think, to helping Carson Wentz and really get him back to where he's just not a turnover machine who's just absolutely reckless with the ball and refuses to just throw the ball away. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to see him get a, a wide receiver. Uh, and I was thinking free agency is the route to go for that this year in looking at the draft. And uh, I think that's something Ballard may do. Uh, but as far as like uh, where Wentz is going to be, I agree. I don't think he's going to be an MVP candidate, especially in the world we have today with a Patrick Mahomes and an Aaron Rodgers and a 
even a Tom, you know, you get, you get, you've got people who are so good. I don't think he's going to be up there. I think he's going to be around a Philip Rivers type quarterback. Uh, what he has is a little bit better of a, an arm for throwing the long, long ball. Um, and he has some more mobility. Now, the good thing is we did see Philip Rivers came from San Diego. The year he left, he had the most interceptions he had ever had. And everybody's like, he's he's just not going to get back from that. And he came back and had probably his best quarterback rating. We had the second best quarterback rating ever in Indianapolis with him. And I'm trying to think if it was his best quarterback rating. But he came in and his efficiency went way up and his third down efficiency went way up and his interceptions went way down. So we've got a similar pattern that could emerge if Frank Reich can do the same thing with him that he did with Philip Rivers, but I think it's still going to end up around a Philip Rivers level quarterback. Uh, so is that enough to ever get us to the Super Bowl? Maybe because he'll have those two little components of mobility and that that threat uh, of the, the really deep bomb. So if we can get another, you know, stretch the field receiver and, and we can rely on that backfield to run the ball a lot, that offensive line to be there, uh, to get him to like learn to take short, snappy throws, which Frank Reich is good at uh, getting his quarterbacks to do that. Then when that long ball presents itself, he's going to be more willing and more able to take that. Maybe that'll be the the little bit of difference that nudges us. But yeah, I don't think he's going to be ever back in that MVP candidate, but I would love for him to surprise me. Another big story going on. J.J. Watt is a free agent. The yes, Texans he is. Him. I'm surprised they didn't trade him i mean he's not yes he's had injury concerns but i mean he's still one of the top guys in pff rating for defense he was double teamed at i think the most out of any player in in the whole league this year because it's it's jj watt on that defensive line and not a whole lot else as far as pass rush goes yep and yeah he didn't have very many sacks but that's you can attribute that to double team double team yeah so where do you guys think he's gonna go there's there was a lot of talk on Twitter yesterday, Brandon. I know you where you think he's going. Um, the, I don't know. Mitochondria might might mean somewhere else. <laughs> yes, the the powerhouse of the cell. That's what the mitochondria is. Is what JJ Watt tweeted out yesterday, and that sent Twitter into a firestorm. Is where is he going? The the mitochondria research center is in Buffalo. I think that would be an interesting spot. Mm-hmm. You know, the the Packers. Obviously, you got that. Typical Wisconsin cheesy, huh, pun intended. Cheesy of he's a he was a Packer fan. He was a walk on at Wisconsin. Of course, he's a walk on. That's just <laughs> the most Wisconsin thing ever. And now he he's gonna go back home and win one for his childhood team. Or he could have the he wants to go play with his brothers in Pittsburgh and win one for the Steelers and bring them back to to dominance. Or here's here's another option. It's not likely. I don't know if this changes anything about the Bears. His wife plays in Chicago. She's a soccer player there. Uh, Also, Lou Malnati's pizza offered him pizza for life for coming to Chicago. Indianapolis is only two and a half hours from Chicago. It's not That's that true. far. So there's a, if it's a, around being around his wife. Now, the problem is he said some of the things he's thinking about are a good quarterback and the money. And winning, you know, those are, are some things. Aaron Rodgers and uh, Josh Allen. So Green Bay and Buffalo, those those have that. Chicago, mm. no. Uh, Indianapolis, mm. <laughs> we don't know what Wentz is going to be. I don't think I don't think JJ Watt's thinking, man, Wentz. I want to go there. <laughs> Whoever gets him, especially if it's on a good team that's got good pieces around him, like I think they're getting a really good, really good option. A, a, yeah, a top end pass rusher in the NFL. And considering what else is going on with all these quarterbacks that could be on the move, 
this is a crazy off season. And like, he's always been an be, up the up the middle guy, right? He's not an edge. He he can be. He I moves think he's, around, he's but... kind of like an Aaron Donald type, where he can he move around. Teams can use him how they want to. I mean, obviously that's going to be the sell if he wants to. If he wants to just be that weapon where the the O line doesn't know where he's going to line up, play to play, that could be one thing. Or if he says, "Hey, I'll, I'll come to you, but I'm only going to be a pass rusher. Like that's what I want to do." I don't know. JJ Watt, from all counts, seems the kind of guy who's a team player. He's going to show up, do what he needs to do, listen to the coaches, etc. But oh, yeah. whoever gets him, I think, is going to get a really good player. He brings an amazing presence to the locker room and to the community. We saw what Houston thought of him, even when you know, Houston's like dying and falling to bits around him. Houston's like, we love you, JJ. When he's like leaving, they're all like, donate $99 to his fund. We love him. Yeah. And although it didn't exactly get off to a great start when they booed JJ, when they drafted him, that's why you never draft or boo the draft pick. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if it's Mitch Trubisky. A lot of Bears fans booed that. It worked out, sure, but I didn't boo it. I was like, <laughs> okay, that's crazy. This is interesting. I'm going to be excited for it. That's how you have to approach every draft pick. You don't want a Donovan McNabb situation to move this to the NBA. You don't want to be the Knicks fan crying because your team drafted Kristaps Porzingis, you know, and that turns out <laughs> really well. You never know with the draft pick. You can just, it's a wait and see approach. Don't boo the draft pick. Ever. What do you guys think of J.J. Watt? I know you're probably thinking he'd be good on our team, right? <laughs> Mine. No. Yeah, something I've really enjoyed from this J.J. Watt free agency experience, and then I think J.J. has enjoyed too, it's just the reaction he gets from his social media presence now. Mm-hmm. Everything he does, everyone's super analyzing everything. Oh, um, yeah. And I think he should... I think he should drop some more mitochondria type bombs on Twitter, just little cryptic messages, like just every couple days. Yeah, I know a big thing that he's been posting on is his Instagram story. So if you're on Instagram, go follow JJ Watt and look at his story. Mm. But there was one day he was hanging out with his brother TJ and he was having TJ do manual labor for him. And he's like, oh, maybe I'll go to Pittsburgh. (laughs) (laughs) And JJ clearly hasn't made up his mind yet because he tweeted out like he replied to someone who said, just hurry up and sign with someone. He's like, man, I, I take like, what was it? Like an hour to look through DoorDash okay. restaurants and decide like, it's going to take me some time to find, which is going to be my new team in New City. That was Kyler Murray he was responding to, right? Arizona Cardinal, Kyler Murray? No, I think it was a fan. Oh, I thought yeah. it was Kyler Murray. Why did I think that? I thought Kyler Murray said, you're yeah, going gonna to sign with somebody? Nah, or nah? Well, DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins said to come. Okay. Yeah, he, he said, "Hey, let's let's run it back in in Arizona." Now, who said? You know who who said the tweet? You gonna sign with somebody or nah? Some random guy. Okay, I don't yeah. know why oh, I read that as Kyler Murray. Here's here's funny. This is funny. Where you were, <laughs> you were fooled by a fan account. It, it is I see. The, the fan account is just a Cardinals fan. Future MVP Kyler Murray is the. There you go. I just Kyler saw D. the Kyler Murray part. I didn't read any of the rest. I'm like, Kyler Murray's asking him, and he's like, give me a minute. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see how that would fool you. So speaking of, he may go to the Pittsburgh Steelers, oh, and play with his brothers. But let's move on to Pittsburgh Steelers, the other side of this. What's going on with Ben Roethlisberger? Back or not? Going to take a huge cut to go back? What do you think? It sounds like he wants to, the, the Steelers want him back as their... QB1. It sounds to me like his agent wants him to go back as QB1. And they're basically, Pittsburgh is saying, I don't think we can afford that. And it sounds like it's going to be a huge cut. That's what it sounds like to me. What I've seen, I'm going off this uh, Twitter account, Pro Football Chase, 
they say 19 hours ago, the Steelers informed QB Ben Roethlisberger that they want him to return as their starting quarterback in 2021. Who said that? The Steelers. No, no. Who who reported that? Oh, that was because last I heard, uh, the agent, agent, the agent said the Steelers want him back. Agents can say anything, and they often do. Well, I guess the agent is the source here. He issued a statement saying that Roethlisberger will return to Pittsburgh, and that he he's saying that he heard from the team that they want him back. So that's right. And I I think the team has basically said, oh, we we might like him back, but it can't be at this price. That's a lot. Yeah. Nineteen million. I don't know. He he can win. I guess he's had a few games last year, but overall, he's just he just looks washed up. He just does not look. That's why I'm that's, I'm super hoping he goes back because that arm looks like it will not survive another season. It was already sputtering a little bit this last season. Then he had a few, you know, good, and then sputtered some more. If he comes back another year, the Pittsburgh Steelers might be pretty much junk. Going on the the assumption that he doesn't get hurt. I mean, how many times have we seen week one, Ben Roethlisberger, oh, he gets a, gets a shot to the, the knee and he's out for the year. Like, yep. he just can't move. He's not mobile. His arm isn't that great. So there's there's a huge volatility to his, if he's going to play or not. And even when he is at his best, that's just not all that great anymore. He's a legend. He's a Hall of Famer, Super Bowl winning quarterback, took over right away back in, what was that, 2005, 2004, won a Super Bowl in 05. He was a great quarterback, but he's just he's just past his prime. And I'm I am glad though that the Steelers are gonna run back run it back with him as it as we see it now because they've just seen so much amazing success. Like they're the consistency with that franchise is just ridiculous. Steelers fans, you can chill out a minute. If even if your team goes seven and nine, six and ten next year, cry me a river. Your team wins every year. You've had like three coaches, your entire fan life. Yeah. I have, uh, I have all hope that they're not very good and that they cry a lot this year. What other big trade possibilities? Obviously we've heard Deshaun Watson's being traded to everybody and not being traded to anybody and loves these three teams, but I think we, before we move on to Deshaun as a potential trade while he set out the season, I, I would like to address some of the potential teams that need to franchise tag you know we're here sitting in another offseason talking about Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys are they going to agree to a long-term deal I feel like I've been hearing that since Dak came into the league but is Dak going to be <laughs> franchise tag this year they don't have a ton of cap space this year if they want to sign him to that big deal so if they want Dak back for the season they're going to have to franchise tag him man well, I just do <laughs> is just tag and trade him you know if, if they really can't come to grips on a on a good deal, there will be a team even at that franchise tag price who would be willing to give up, you know, a big trade package, I think, for him. We, we haven't seen that a whole lot, you know, franchise tag and, and trade, but that's how you get value out of him. I think tag and trade could happen for Mr. Allen Robinson this year. I think we might see yeah. a tag and trade situation happen right there. I wouldn't hate that, really. I mean, look, if we re-sign Allen Robinson, great. I love him. Probably the best Bears receiver I've seen since I've been a Bears fan. But we're just not in a place where signing the big free agent receiver is going to help us at all. We, we're still looking for a quarterback. we got to rebuild the O-line. The defense is aging and not in a good spot. No, no matter what the defensive coordinator play calls look like, that just there's a lot of aging pieces. Generally, the trajectory isn't great. So 
yeah, I would not, I would not hate that. I, I wouldn't hate it if Allen Robinson just left. I mean, unfortunately, I don't him. think the Bears are in a position to be the uh, other side of a trade deal where there's a tag and trade for Dak Prescott. You guys need a quarterback. I don't think Dak Prescott's going to end up in Chicago. Yeah, and we don't have the amazing cap space that you would need to acquire a, a big deal like that. that hey, by the way, would little interesting fact: uh, the Colts just took on Carson Wentz you know, the $10 million bonus and, and the contract and all of that, even after taking on Wentz, we're still the fourth highest cap space in the league. Boom. It's got to be tough to be a Colts fan in this scenario where you've been waiting, 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 waiting to make a deal to, to be able to take on a big contract. And Deshaun Watson is in your, your, your division. Yeah. He's in any other division. Yeah. He's your guy. Absolutely. But, exactly. Everything I've right. been thinking. It's like, why did he have to be in the AFC South? Because otherwise I think we would have made a run. Of course, who's not, who's not making a run, but we're not getting there yet. As Brandon has so politely told us, we're doing other stuff first, talking about franchise tag people. So where do you think Dak Prescott's going to end up? Mr. Brandon Colmart? I think if anything with Dak being out, it proved that Dallas needs to franchise tag him and use him. When he was playing, they were definitely a much better team than Andy Dalton or whatever trash can they picked up off the street to put behind center. <laughs> they shouldn't have signed Ezekiel Elliott, in my opinion. I mean, I've always been the guy, don't sign the running back. But when you have all these pieces you got to pay, you prioritize the quarterback. Tony Pollard is maybe one of the best running backs that we just don't know anything about, or most people don't. In the league, I mean, he's he came in in, in one game when Zeke was out yeah. and had I think 100 plus yards. I mean, he's explosive, he's fast, he seems he to do good. everything Ezekiel Elliott can do. But he's on a, a rookie deal. But do you think they'll paying, let go of Ezekiel this year, this off season? I mean, I don't know if they can. It would make sense, but I mean, he's he's making so much guaranteed money. I don't know how all that would even work out. Yeah, I feel like they take more of a cap hit, like releasing Zeke, and then they can't sign Dak Prescott back. <laughs> what a what a cap nightmare to be in for Dallas right now. They're just not in a good place. Jerry Jones screwed this one up several years ago when he wouldn't like come to terms with Dak for for a long term. Well, we know Mike McCarthy will be their head coach for the next thirty years. Oh. That seems to be the trend of head coaches in Dallas. And again. I'm okay with that because I think that means they're not going to be very good. Yeah, the Cowboys aren't any good. That's okay. That's okay with me. I don't, I don't necessarily hate the Cowboys like everyone else does. But <laughs> Josh is know. like I do. <laughs> you know, you know. Regardless if they're six and ten or sixteen and zero, ESPN's going to cover all, all they can about them, right? Because they're America's team. It's why I hate them. Well, it's one reason. Why we as a collective group? Why we as a, the collective hate <laughs> yeah. them? I think I enjoy more of the people who really care about it where like, you know, Stephen A. Smith walks in with a cowboy hat the next day on, on first take and just <laughs> laughing at all, every time the Cowboys lose. That's fun. I do want to talk about another quarterback um, from a team that virtually has no cap space, cap space. They're very far in the negatives and that's Jameis Winston. Is he going to stay with the saints if Drew Brees doesn't return? I don't know what they're going to do. They've got... They're holding it close uh, to the vest. I mean, it, it looks like Drew is leaving. I have every intention that he's not going to be there. But well, what do they do? They restructured his contract, right? Yeah, like, but they restructured it so low that it really looks like he's leaving. Basically, like, I'm going to restructure so you guys can start to make moves. And then when you let go of me... But then they have also have two free agents and Ryan Ramchek, right tackle, and Marshawn Lattimore. Like, how are they going to pay those guys? They're yeah, not. They're just, 
they've been kind of spending for the the next year and kind of delaying everything until this year and it's all culminating with they're in the situation that the kansas city is going to find themselves in they've just been like spending and putting it off for another day for another day and then another day finally came yeah, the Saints are dead last. They're 32 out of 32 in the NFL for cap space. Yeah, they're like... Uh, negative 69 million. Yeah, I was going to say, they're like uh, way negative the, right now. The next closest is the Eagles at negative 40. So I thought it couldn't get worse than the uh, Chiefs last year with like 600,000 or something. It got worse. And the worst part is nobody knows exactly what the cap is going to be this year yet, uh, but they know it's going to be lower. We know what the floor is, but we don't know what the ceiling is. Winston Winston signs a two-year deal with Chicago. You think so? Um, yeah. I mean, I'd love it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you you of- exactly feel about that? How I felt about Wentz? It's like <sighs> potential, but options. so not great. <laughs> My only real option is trade everything you have for Deshaun Watson. That's not going to happen because he probably doesn't want to be here. Every option is just kind of whatever. Try it. I mean, Winston, former number one overall pick, right? Maybe he learned something. Maybe you, maybe Sean Payton did the unthinkable of coaching the turnovers out of someone. Who knows? That could work. Although Sam Darnold, I saw the other day. Have you seen that throw he had against the Niners last year, where he's like rolling left and he he whips it like a you know, Mahomes or Stafford-esque kind of throw or just sidearm whips it right down the field on the money. Like, I saw that throw and I'm like... Yeah, but you know what? You're looking at one throw and there's a whole bunch of other throws you can look at that are really, really bad. And not only that, he has been like like the worst in the league for like three years or almost... See, here's the thing. I see that throw. I see a couple other throws of, wow, this guy's got all the tools. He can make this happen and then excuse it with, I mean, you got Gase there. You know, yeah. They've got all kinds of problems. There's not a whole lot of help around him. Get him just a little bit better scenario. Maybe that, yeah. that Nagy can finally learn how to coach an offense well. And then here we go. Maybe maybe that's the answer. At the but beginning of this, this point, I'm grasping at straws. At the beginning of 2020, I was like, man, Sam Darnold, you know, as they were starting to lose, I'm like, maybe the Colts could get him. And I was all about it. The longer we went in the season, the more iffy I got. And when we got to the end, when people are like, oh, you could get Wentz or you could get Darnold or you could get. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't know how I feel about either one of those. Maybe, maybe. And that's how I would feel now as a Bears fan. Darnold would be like, eh, maybe. I mean, if you can buy low, try something. It's just the nice I thing about this, Darnold is I'm thinking, you can buy a lot lower, especially since the Wentz thing just happened at the price it did. I think Darnold goes even lower. Uh, and so mm-hmm. I think you could get him for a, a nice deal that if it didn't work out, it's not going to kill you. I guess the key would be don't really ruin things for the next head coach and next GM because that's where I'm already at. I've, I've said this, but I'm going to stick to it. Next year, 5 and 11. Nothing convinced me that we're going to go to the playoffs again that I saw this year, then it's, we're just a year away from the rebuild. So don't, don't trade everything to try and win now. If you're Ryan Pace trying to save your job, but I was going to say Pace and Nagy both have to do something crazy to win. That's true. So uh, it's tough being a Bears fan. What what can I say? (laughs) I think this is probably a good time. We can go ahead and move on and speculate for some of these big free agent signings. How do we want to do this? Do we want to go by, position talk about some potential landing spots for maybe someone like Jacoby Brissett or Ryan Fitzpatrick you pop a name up and we'll all chime in 
All right, let's start with uh, Jacoby Brissett. I know there's been a lot of talk about the reunion with Bill Belichick. There's also been talk about maybe Cam Newton's going to sign back in New England, a potential trade for Jimmy G. Uh, where do we think this whole New England situation is going to go? Here's the thing with um, Jacoby Brissett. I don't see any team like pushing hard for him until the Colts decide to cut him. Unless they're seriously thinking of bringing him back to be like the number two instead of Jacob Eason. Uh, I don't think they should spend the kind of money they spent on him last year. It was like $20 million. Uh, I think he needs to be like around eight. And uh, You know what? You know, Brissett could be uh, one of those level options of a, a bridge quarterback you know, a good a good solid bridge quarterback who can really hold right the ship not burn the whole thing down while he's the starter and you have the the first rounder in the wings i, I could see a team like the falcons or i don't know the, the panthers if they move on from teddy two gloves teddy bridgewater they're pushing yeah. hard for mr deshaun mm-hmm. We'll see if they can make that happen. That would be kind of a not not one of the top teams we've talked about with Jets or the Dolphins mainly in the Sean Watson sweepstakes. But regardless, a team is multiple teams are going to take first round quarterbacks. Jacoby Brissett would be a nice guy to to bring alongside that he can he can win you some games, I think, but he's not going to be your we sign him and, and he's our guy moving forward. Terod Taylor or Brian Fitzpatrick, you know, that that area. Yeah. All right. What about Mitchell Trubisky. Do we think a team signs him this offseason? Do we think this is the last team he'll ever play for? What are our... I'll let Tristan start with this. Um, but he's, what are your initial thoughts? He's going to sign somewhere. Someone's going to take a chance on him, take a flyer on him. Similar to Dwayne Haskins. He has traits. He can run the ball. He's a project, though, obviously. And he's someone you're going to buy low on. A winning organization takes him on. Similar to what the Steelers did with with Haskins and or the Saints with Jameis Winston. He's a, he's a he's a rehab project, but if you can get him right, he's he has a high ceiling. Now that sounds crazy, but he also has an incredibly low floor with the, everything we saw in Chicago. A team's going to sign him, but it's not going to be anything lucrative. Yeah, and the, the problem is this is just a weird, weird quarterback year. I mean, first of all, it's just a weird uh, free agent year I think we're going to see here because uh, everybody's waiting because you don't know the cap. And there's a lot of teams in negative numbers or at zero, uh, not doing well with their cap. There's going to have to be a lot of quality free agents cut. And so the market's going to flood. So everybody's waiting with whatever money they have. The teams that have money, they're waiting to see who gets cut that we can snatch up. Who Who's it going to be? And so... Uh, not just quarterbacks, but with quarterbacks, this is like an amazingly crazy year. A number of quarterbacks on the move. We've talked about this before. I mean, so many quarterbacks probably going to be switching, moving, leaving in free agency. And then not to mention you have four or five in the draft that everybody's super excited about um, this year. And uh, it's just going to be a weird year for quarterbacks. It's going to be a weird year for free agents. I can't even imagine once things start happening right now, everything feels like it's in a holding pattern everybody's waiting, but pretty soon it's going to be like that uh, little boy with his finger in the dike. The dam's just going to bust. It's going to go everywhere. And when it does, free agent stuff's going to be happening. And my Twitter's going to be going, and I'm going to be like trying to keep up. Oh, it were kind of reminiscent of like in the NBA when the, the salary cap went up and there's all these players signing these huge deals and it was just news everywhere that that's going to happen in the NFL this year in a way we haven't seen, I think. Yeah, but it's going to be the opposite. It's going to be like everybody's going to have to be taking less money than they anticipated. 
yeah. and like quality people that you would normally keep, you can't. Whew. All right, let's uh, let's discuss a couple of running backs as potential options. I know the big name out there who I am confident will not be signing with Green Bay, and I am okay with that, is Aaron Jones. Oh, don't uh, be he, so confident. I heard somebody saying that he could be franchise tagged, and the reason is that they realized he could qualify for the transition tag this year, which would put him at a uh, an average of the top 10 running backs. So it could be like $8 million a year or so to tag him and keep him. Yeah, that was kind of my sweet spot number if we were going to sign him long-term was about $8 million. Now I that's looking for about 15 to 20. That gives it, another team the option to like make an offer if they do the transition. But the truth is, uh, it looks like he may be able to be less expensive than they first thought. So I, I was just reading an article about, uh, I think it was Greg Rosenthal around the NFL talking about 10 people that could be franchise tag that you wouldn't expect. And he was on the list and I'm like, well, what do you know about that? And it was all about that number. Now one team I've heard about Aaron Jones that there's some mutual interest that's been reported is uh, Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. And that would make some sense. I don't think they have a number one running back where Aaron Jones would be a huge upgrade from whoever they have or Salvan Ahmed or Patrick Laird or, you know, whoever they've got back there. They've, they have like five guys who are just kind of there. They're not giving you much. Whereas Aaron Jones can do the job of pretty much what all those guys can do combined. So that would be, that would make sense. And they have some, they have some cheap contracts they've got as starters right now. And that would, that would make sense overall. Depends on if they try to push for Deshaun Watson and end up spending all that money. Yeah, another team that I saw kind of tied up with having interest in Aaron Jones is the Arizona Cardinals and sending him down there. Uh, Kenyon Drake is a free agent this season or this offseason. So they are also in the market for that kind of running back thing. I think what Aaron Jones gives you that a lot of these other free agent running backs aren't going to give you is really a receiving threat as well. I mean, he'll go... 45 yards down the field, catch the ball. Uh, we've seen him do it so many times with Aaron Rodgers, and that's one of the big things that he's going to have over some of these other guys. Oh, I was just going to say real quick, yeah. Kenyon Drake is the guy who last year got that transition tag, and it was $8.4 million. This was the, the actual example that was used in the Aaron Jones possibly staying with Green Bay. Uh, Kenyon Drake last year was uh, tagged $8.4 million, worked out well. They don't know what they'll do this year with that, but... Yeah, what I think the Cardinals should do is if they are going to move on from Kenyon Drake, I think they can have in a, a passing downs running back and then just a run between the tackles, get the tough yards, be a bruiser, similar to, a, you know, LeGarrette Blunt. I don't know who exactly that would be on the free agent market, but a guy like that who can bring in some power running. And then they've also got Chase Edmonds, who I think is is nice to have in passing downs, where he's kind of that scat back, you know, that's a Tariq Cohen kind of S player. That would make sense for them. I, not necessarily a big free agent running back where they're already going to be not doing a whole lot of the same things that a normal running back would do. And uh, what about a guy like Todd Gurley? He will be a free agent. Uh, he played just shy of 50% of offensive snaps. He's a bit older. Is he one of those guys that you bring in for locker room morale? Or how do we how do we treat Todd Gurley? I don't know. I, mean, I don't think he's like such a talent that people are scrambling to get him. It's not like he's been so productive in the in the last few years. He wasn't bad last year. The problem with him, and you'd, if you're a team that's going to sign him, you really have to look at the kind of limited film there was of him last year where the Falcons would get down by a lot of, you know, three touchdowns or whatever, and they stopped running the ball. It was, in a, it was in not an ideal situation to be 
putting up big running numbers because they're just not running the ball enough. Maybe he's he's a I don't know he's a good buy low person. You know he's he's not the the best running back in the NFL like he was a couple years ago. And look how that deal turned out for the the Rams, right? They pay him a huge deal, and then like a year later they cut him. That's how it goes with running backs. It's it's a sad reality. Was uh was it this past year? Wasn't Todd Gurley the one who made the touchdown he should have not? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, lost the game by scoring a touchdown. That's right. Go figure. I think um, I think Gurley goes into um, Tampa Bay like the and plays the Leonard Fournette role because Fournette's a free agent also. Yeah, I was just yeah. going to bring up Leonard Fournette. Now Leonard Fournette's a he's a better running back than than Todd Gurley yeah. at this point. I mean, he made some really nice plays in those playoffs. Where I mean, he's a talented guy. He can be a top end running back. I don't know. It was confusing to see him get cut after he was what the fourth overall pick. He was slightly disappointing for for that, but the Jaguars should have known better than to take a running back that high. So I don't know what his market's like, though. I don't know if there's a team, like you mentioned, with the cap going down. Who's a, a team that wants to pay Leonard Fournette big running back money? I don't know. Maybe he just stays in, in Tampa and says, I'm going to win. Playoff Lenny. Yeah, there's also a couple uh, wide receivers this offseason that, you know, they have some weight to their name. Uh, but I don't think their production is up there. One of those is A.J. Green. He's a free agent. You know, earlier on in his prime, he was quite the receiver. Mm -hmm. Did a lot of stuff with Andy Dalton. Not so much uh, with Joe Burrow this season. I don't know where he's going to sign. He definitely won't be making the same. He was making around $18 million a year. He, he definitely won't make anywhere close to that. Is that a situation where a team says, all right, we'll give you a one-year contract, a prove-it deal, and see what you can do? Yeah, so the same with like a T.Y. Hilton situation. T.Y. Hilton may be in the same situation. Yeah, I think both of them could could end up in that exact scenario. I mean, it sounds cliche, but the best ability is availability. And A.J. Green, what what was his injury? His major injury was that a was an ACL? I'm trying to think, what's what's the the tendon on the back of your foot? The Achilles. Achilles. I think it, it might have been an Achilles. And if you get an Achilles injury, that's you know that you're really not going to come back from that probably and he just he was a non-factor this year with a better quarterback a better offense where t higgins and tyler boyd are putting up stats and he's not he's just he's not the same player he was and that's too bad because he was a great player in his prime but yeah it's going to be a prove it deal not a whole lot of money given to him i was looking up the injury and um sports injury predictor um like a body i guess thing like a body you know map or whatever and he has it all over his body <laughs> but the funny thing i found is preseason Chance of injury in 2021 is 91%. <laughs> never a good never a good percentage to have as a player. Now, here's another guy, and when I looked at this free agent list, kind of surprised me. I expect him to either retire or sign back with his current team on a low deal. That's Larry Fitzgerald. He's coming back. He said he was at the honors, didn't he? He's like, I'm coming, like, talk about Mahomes or something. He's like, I'm coming back. Yeah, it's one of those ageless wonders. Now, there's a number 11 that has some production. Yeah. Talking about eleven taxes and Larry Fitzgerald one one catch for five yards. Frank Gore in that category too. That's right, Frank Gore yeah. and that guy. He was a Colt for a while. I like Frank Gore. I, I hate that he came and he came during like the worst years uh, to be a Colt. It was so sad. He needs to do is is hold out to play with his son. Like that's, <laughs> I mean, that's one thing to do, it, do it in baseball, you know, with like Ken Griffey Jr. and senior. That's one thing, or you just stand at first base or 
be a designated hitter. To be a running back in the NFL that long, that yeah, that's, that's crazy. On par with Tom Brady level of impressive for being that old. Yeah, I think I think he wants to come back, and if he can come back and like just put up another year of production, I, I think more and more there's like no way you're going to say Frank Gore doesn't make the Hall of Fame because just the length of his career as a running back, running backs just don't do that. Making it to Canton three yards at a time. Three, special, 3.2 at a time. <laughs> yeah, I know we, we talked a little bit earlier about um, Allen Robinson as potentially a franchise tag and trade, uh, but I think Cordero Patterson is also, his contract is also up. I don't think so, because I saw him, he's he's doing his thing on Twitter where he's recruiting, I think he recruited J.J. Watt. He, he's, he's done this like 20 times since he's been to a, as, as a Bear as a bear, he's always t- always tweets out at a free agent, "Hey, come to Chicago." He's not signed. Bears have not signed one of them. Like he's over twenty. So he's not he's that still, impressively persuasive. He's still in Chicago, but here's the thing: name name a better team with better returners than the Bears. I mean, Cordero Patterson, stud. Devin Hester, goat. We just transit transition that production to like the quarterback position. You got it made. It's one or the but, other, Tristan. One or yeah, the other. Yeah, I think Tristan just labeled the entire history of the Bears in one sentence. <laughs> We've had great players everywhere else except yeah. under center. Yeah. yeah. Defense um, and special teams. Unbeaten. Two yeah, out of three so, phases were all in. So it looks like Cordero Patterson is a free agent this season. He had a, signed oh. a two-year $10 million contract 2019. So that was 2019 2020 and then 2021 he's a undrafted free or unrestricted free agent you can sign him sure bring him back he's a he was your offense yeah he probably isn't much of a you know liability contract wise you can get him on a similar cheap deal but he has been kind of a, a guy that bounces around the league so i wouldn't be surprised to see him go anywhere else yeah he at, at certain times this year he was our best offense no can joke. you play quarterback that's the question i mean matt Nagy thinks he's, he can play running back so why not throw him at tight end? Might as well. <laughs> I tell you what, I would love to see the Colts get a Robinson or a Godwin. I know that people have like tried to say maybe that would happen. I don't know. Godwin may stay in Tampa Bay. I'd like to see him get somebody like that. Get Juju. I, you know, I don't really want Juju. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm in the same boat. Uh, I, I people I are all like about Juju. <laughs> I. I never bought in. I, I thought like a lot of his good production was because Antonio Brown was there. Mm-hmm. He just isn't impressive to me. I think uh, Kenny Galladay is also available. Yeah, Same he'd be with, all right. Uh, Marvin Jones as well. Mm-hmm. I think if you're the Colts, you're going to pay a guy to be a number one receiver. And that would that would be Galladay. That would be Allen Robinson. That would be Chris Godwin. Outside of those guys, Antonio I don't know if Brown. you want to. Yeah, Antonio Brown, that's. That's interesting. If I mean, if I'm if I'm the Bucks, I, I would like to just just keep him keep him with Brady. That seems to be a good match where he can keep him locked in mentally and just you know, just keep him on the right track. Yeah. So that would make sense. But it sounds like they want to keep Chris Godwin. I mean, Bruce Arians said it publicly that no, yeah. Chris, you're not going anywhere. So right. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, and everybody there is talking about like, oh, I'd rather make a little less money and be on a team I can trust and all this kind of stuff. But you know, we'll see when it actually comes down to it and the money is on the line, who stays where. Maybe someone like Rob Gronkowski, he's technically a free agent this year. Uh, if he's back, he's with Tampa Bay. Let's not even debate that. Uh, he loves well, Tom Brady. Did, did he, he loves rings. He doesn't need he money. Another team? If he did, it was just to try and put a little pressure on Tampa Bay. But let's be real. He loves Tom Brady. 
if Tampa doesn't want him back, he'll probably just retire at this point. <laughs> Did you guys see that T, uh, T-Mobile commercial with Brady and Gronkowski? Yeah. Where it was like a faulty connection. You know, Tom, it's a, it's like a FaceTime call where, where Tom's like, hey, like, hey, what do you think? I'm thinking about retiring, Gronk. What, what should I do? And Gronk's like, oh, man, you should, rest- you should retire. It's so nice. He's out on the golf course. Come down to, the, to Florida and we'll play, play around at golf. And then it was, a, it was a spotty connection because they didn't have T-Mobile, right, with the ad. Brady hears that as, you know what, Tom, you're soft. We're going to Tampa or something, or you're going to, we're going to Florida. (laughs) (laughs) And Gronk's like, oh no, I have to come back and play now. Here's the thing that I, that I saw. It's how Brady coaxed Gronk out of retirement. So Tom said, I know you're retired, but are you sure you don't want to play football again? Gronk said, Gronk, no play football, football cold. (laughs) Tom responds with, what if we play in Florida? Gronk says, Tom, throw football in Florida. (laughs) Gronk catch football in Florida Tom says and every time you catch a touchdown they shoot cannons for you Gronk says Gronk catch football in Florida (laughs) (laughs) reminds me of uh, Dan Levitard's show there was they had an interview back in the day with I forget who it was but they they played it other day the other day in the podcast where the the guys like does Gronk know his own name they they say we're going to Gronk do they does he know does he know that they're going in <laughs> or, or do they just tase him a little bit? <laughs> Funny stuff. We haven't even got to the draft. Uh, that's a little ways off. That's a what? End of April. Is that right? We're coming up on it. I mean, it'll be here before we know it. One, mm-hmm. one random draft thought I've, I've had this week as I hear about the, the top quarterback prospects of, of Trey Lance and, you know, of course, Fields and Lawrence and all those guys, Mac Jones, I don't believe it. I mean, he's not mobile. He doesn't have a big arm. He's throwing to first rounders and he's got an absolute wall in front of him at, at Alabama. No, he's overrated. He's not going to be good. He's like, uh, who is that guy? Uh, Paxton Lynch. He's Paxton Lynch, except without the traits. He's not going to be good. You heard it here first. Tristan says, Mac Jones, no, don't do it. But, you know, <laughs> some team will. They're not all going to work out, right? <laughs> I mean, quarterbacks are completely hit or miss. I'm betting on him missing. Okay. But if the Bears draft him, I won't boo it. He will <laughs> applaud it and hope for the best. <laughs> I won't like it, but I won't boo it. Well, guys, I'm excited to see what kinds of free agent moves start to come here in the next couple of days. Looking forward to the draft. All of you with us, stick around, and we will cover those things as they happen. See you next time. <laughs>